What's up, bootstrappers? We are here in the Rogue Media Studio. Very excited. It's episode seven, and this one's kind of a kind of a general advice episode. We're going to be talking about things that we've learned along the ways, maybe some mistakes, um, but it's not going to be you know really centered around one topic. Yeah, we're excited just to kind of share um, a little bit of uh, tips and tricks that we've learned along the way and kind of what we've experienced, but also things that we've seen like a lot of our peers go through and kind of their lessons that they've learned and they've shared with us. Absolutely. So uh, let's get going. All right. So as we mentioned, we are here in the Rogue Media Studio. Very excited to be here again. You know, I really look forward to this every day or every week, honestly. Like it's one of those things where it's like when I have a reoccurring meeting, I normally kind of dread it. but I get really excited that I get to hang out with you and talk with you. It's funny because usually every single time on Wednesdays, it never fails. Brian's like, hey, what's your day look like? I'm like recording today. I'm like, so it may involve a lunch with the group and then go record. I was like, or it just might be recording and then go straight to um, the kitchen, depending on what we've got going on. So he's like, wait, what do you have today? I'm like, recording, podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you better be listening. <laughs> What's funny is um, Jacob uh, walked into the bar earlier uh, yesterday, and we had one of our bartenders there kind of cleaning and doing some, uh, you know, some deep clean through for the, you know, to prepare for the week. And he, Jacob apparently like paused and he's like, wait a second. Is that my wife's voice? And Eric, our bartender, was listening to the podcast on the like speakers as he was cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eric's like, "Yeah, I'm listening. I'm learning." And he, he actually texted me. He's like, "I've been listening to the podcast, and I just le- I've learned a lot of stuff." And he's a business owner himself. Um, and you know, the the bartending thing is a side hustle for him. But he was like, "I never thought of." like talking about your EIN as your business's security number. He's like, I never thought of that. Yeah, it's crazy because you kind of put a little different name to it as and kind of take the whole little scary stigma from it because everybody's like, wait, so I have to be really formal to have that? Like, how does that work? And so to be able to share kind of like, no, like just just look at it as if it was this number. And they're like, okay, that makes sense. And so I like the, that we've been able to explain that and kind of give people a little more of like, oh, okay, I can do that. I, I'm ready to do that and dive into it. For sure. And I actually recently learned uh, yesterday another thing um, regarding EINs because uh, for my day job, we have an uh, a contractor that is based out of Brazil. And so I was trying to think of the way to describe what a a federal tax ID number is, but they don't refer to it as a federal tax ID number. And then they don't they don't call it a social security number either. So I'm like sitting here going like, you know, the number that you file your business is taxes. <laughs> it was, it was definitely a, a lost in translation thing, but we we figured it out obviously, but it was, you know, there's, there's different names for it, but that's the best way to think about it. Um, is if your business is a person, how would you identify that person with like your taxes or filing for credit, that kind of thing. So you learn something new every day. We, we were just talking about that at dinner yesterday. <laughs> yes. That's one thing we were talking about a couple of friends and what they're doing in, in their business and kind of like some of our friends are, are kind of like going in for another master's or going in for another doctorate. And, and they just love the structure of, of being in school and, and having something that they, they know what to do and, and what's expected of them. But also the fact that I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to try to go back to school. But a, a huge thing that I always tell people is always stay learning. Always, always stay learning. 
There, there's nobody I know who doesn't learn more every day, you know, or, you know, at least every week or something, you know, whether it's learning something from like a, a TikTok video. I learn stuff all the time on TikTok. Um, but welcome to Bootstrap University. Um, the tuition is uh, giving us a five star uh, rating on iTunes. <laughs> And liking our Instagram. And liking and our Instagram, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's been really wild. And, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that adults know absolutely nothing. Nobody is this all-knowing adult. And you, you learn, you know, things constantly and you're growing and you're building up, on, you know, building off of your information that you're you're learning. And, um, and, and that's what, you know, we're really here for. And that's what this episode's about. It's about diving in and, you know, kind of maybe exploring things that you haven't thought of yet when it comes to running your business or starting your business. So, you know, we've touched base on this before. And no matter what, the first advice that I've ever been given about my business and what I literally my mantra is no one is going to love your business like you love your business. And that's why you should be learning and learn everything you can. No, I agree with you. Um, honestly, knowing that the business is yours, and it's one thing that we, with with our businesses, we're like, this is our business. We want to see it grow. Um, as much as we appreciate the people that have come along the ride with us, that have been a part of it and that continue to be a part of it, I know that they're like, hey, we're here to support you guys. We're here to do our job. But at the end of the day, once my job is done, I'm out. So then as the business owner, you're going to sit there and you're going to go through like everything, the highs and the lows, and you've got to carry that on your shoulders. And how do you get past that? And knowing that one, never quit, do not give up on that. Just figuring out that problem solving and knowing that, hey, there's a solution at the end of the day. For sure. And know that failure is imminent. You're going to fail at something. I'm not saying failing at the business itself, but, you know, failure and mistakes and hiccups and, you know, trials and tribulations and whatever synonym you want to come up with is going to happen. And learning from those mistakes, learning from the failures, learning from the no's um, is key. Um, If you just kind of brush it off and move on and you act like nothing ever happened, you know, you're not going to be able to grow from that. And, you know, some of the mistakes I've made where whether it's, you know, maybe letting go of something too early, you know, like early on, you know, I, I definitely uh, divvied up things to individuals or people that I, you know, not that they didn't do a good job, but I kind of took it off my plate too soon. And without really building that expectation of what I needed. And so it, it's it's knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and then being okay with saying, you know what, I made a mistake, I need to take this back. And that's okay. That is okay. Um, one of the biggest things that we've talked about recently, especially in the insurance industry, is knowing when to delegate, but not doing it too soon. Because if you're not even um, satisfied with what you've been doing, and you're not where you want it to be, when you hand it off to somebody else, and they're doing it the way you had it, and you're like, but I'm not happy with it. Well, maybe it's because you weren't where you wanted it to be yet. For sure. Um, and another thing that I always say is, um, even though, like you said, there's going to be times when you fail, but I always consider it failing successfully as long as you learn from it. And then there's something that comes out of that failure. So it's going to bring you to a better you. For sure. You know, um, and that honestly, that's a really great point. Like it's if you can't if you're not even happy with the way you're doing it, how are you able to pass it off? Now, I'm not saying if you have no idea how to do something like I'm not saying go get your broker's license because you've decided you want to go get your own insurance and do that yourself. Or maybe you have no idea how to run payroll and 
and you know you're like uh like yeah go get someone else to do that you don't want to make mistakes when it comes to things like that um but payroll is a great example for me personally because i know how to run payroll and there have been times where i have thought of passing it on to jacob and saying hey is this something that you can take off my plate and realizing and i never did pass it on to him because i came to the realization that you know what? No, this is mine to own. You know, I I had did need to come up with ways that he could help me. And I'm actually switching to a different payroll provider because of the different, um, you know, uh, I want to say like the different like like different features, features that it might offer you. Exactly. Because I've never run payroll for a restaurant. So I never had to deal with the tips and with my current payroll provider, which is great. And I've used them for years. You know, they we're awesome and they do a great job, but they don't have any integrations with tips. And that is a huge time suck for me. And so I have recently decided, you know what, I'm taking the plunge. It's going to cost me a little bit more money, but it's going to offer my employees a lot more benefits. It's going to offer me a time saver. So it's quantifying what that time is. What is that worth to me? And yeah, and a huge thing is looking at your systems, like what you have in place and kind of what can help you in your business. And kind of like you mentioned, to look at other um, options due to the integration that might make it easier for the whatever system you're running on. For sure. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 again, it's knowing when to delegate, but delegating at the right time. And then again, we've said this before, especially in our employee, um, you know, in our episode on employees is making sure that the person who is taking on those tasks has the tools to succeed at doing it. Otherwise, you're paying money for no reason. They're going to get confused. You're going to be unsatisfied with the work. And at the end of the day, it's going to either sever the relationship or you're going to get my biggest problem is taking things back and being like, I made a mistake. I need to take it back. But then I'm like, oh, but I'm I told this person they're going to get paid this blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's just you got to yeah, you got yeah, to know when when it's time. Yeah, but also setting your expectations, knowing that once you've got it ready to be handed off, you're setting that expectation for that person to help you um, be able to fulfill that assignment. For sure. And um, so with that, like, you know, I think a good another good topic is when to say yes, when to say no and when to. That's a hard one. I know that's so hard. (laughs) I'm such a yes person. Like I say yes to everything. It's probably my biggest character flaw. I always get people that tell me, Nancy, here we go. Repeat after me. No. (laughs) and and my husband's the number one person to say that because he'll be like hey what do you got going on this week so like right now we're doing the the other muertos event so we're constantly meeting and i'm like i've got a meeting or um i've got the heart attacks fan rodeo stuff going on and then this board and that board and he's like remember the word no as you go out today (laughs) and i'm like i can't you know um and we talked about this at dinner last night too when you get to a point in your business that you feel that you're in a good place um you know being able to remember who supported you how the community was there for you and giving back you know and giving back doesn't have to always be monetarily because maybe your business isn't there yet but giving back with your time how are you um, getting involved in the community how are you doing for others um and also remember you know for me especially it's remembering where we come from um when we started the business i'm like i want to be aside from of course the national name that we want to be licensed in, in x amount of states but I also want to be present in my backyard. I want people to know that I'm here in Waco, but by doing stuff, by being involved in my community and how we can help. 
there is an incredible value to being involved in the community and saying yes to those things. Like with the Dia de los Muertos Day of the Dead event that's going to be going on in October that we're both involved in, um, you know, that is something that is very fulfilling to me on a personal level. And also it's fun. It's exciting. I love putting on events. And so that's something that, you know, I've said this before, if it doesn't mutually benefit us the answer is no and this is one of those times where it is a mutual benefit is a mutually beneficial thing where i'm not making any money off of this event but i am going to be you know receiving that that good feeling that that community involvement that um camaraderie and that satisfaction at the end of the event and that is worth it that is mutually beneficial to me um but knowing to ask those questions how is this going to benefit me? And that that sounds selfish on the surface level. Absolutely. But it it's not. It's not selfish. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish if you want to use that word. It's your business. It's your bottom line. This is your baby. And, you know, I have people reach out to me all the time wanting to use the space for no cost and things like that. And there are times when I do that because it's beneficial to me, either on a personal level or a, a professional level. And then there's sometimes I'm like, I have to charge. I have to ask for a deposit. I have to, you know, make those concessions because it's my business. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned um, along the way, um, you know, between the casino, the insurance, the trucking, the logistics, I mean, everything. Um, people will, you know, I've, we talked about this when it comes to it doesn't cost anything to just do a like, a share, you know, something like that. But I, do not ever say like, oh, you got insurance somewhere else, you know, and nothing like that. I am huge on people making sure you guys are covering your assets, making sure you're protecting your your things and your business. Um, so I'm supportive no matter what. There's no such thing as competing businesses to me because I want to support every business, whether it's insurance, kitchen, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but whenever we're saying... Uh, I had a friend who said to me, she's like, it's crazy because I look at people and they know that this is what I do, but they'll go somewhere else to to purchase from someone instead of me knowing that we're friends. Um, She's like, but when they want it for free, they'll come to me. Oh, that's awful. And so one of the biggest advice that I can say, and, and we talked about this yesterday as well. Like I said, we, well, by the way, guys, we had dinner last night. And <laughs> we keep saying this. <laughs> um you know, we talked about people's price point changes. And, and uh, again, a lot of people, uh, when we did a and a um, I think you shared a and a And when I was talking to a couple of the girls and they were telling me in their business, they're like, well, my price point has changed. And, you know, a customer recently ran into me and I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. And the customer replied, well, you're too expensive for me now. And so she replied, oh, OK, I understand. And she was like, Nancy, at first I was kind of like, dang, I'm I'm bummed out. She's not a customer anymore. But then I realized I know my worth and maybe that customer's not for me anymore. And the customers that are going to come to you are going to value you for what you do and and what you offer. Totally. Um, So always, you know, making sure that you guys are are not undervaluing yourselves, but also don't, don't let that get you down. Like I said, when I, when I thought of what she said, she's like, they only come, my friends only come to me when they want it for free, but they'll go and purchase it from other people instead of me. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. But you know, they will, a lot of the times, a lot of people always tell me your friends are probably not going to be your customers. It's strangers that are your customers that become your friends. Absolutely. And so I, I will say yes to that one. A hundred percent. I see it all the time, especially in insurance, but that's okay. I still have amazing friends. You know, we have a great relationship, but it, it's not for everyone. And maybe I, especially for insurance, for me, I think people already establish a connection with their agent. And that's, that's the whole point of this. Um, and when I get the opportunity to do it, I love it. 
For sure. And yeah, I mean, that's, that is something that's hard and that's been hard for me, but also like kind of a, a weight lift off my shoulder because it, I know that my friends' opinions are true opinions. They're not just coming to me and being like, yeah, stay classy is my favorite bar. You know, I know that I'm not everybody's favorite bar and that's okay. I am a lot of people's favorite bar. And when it isn't somebody who's a friend that actually feels better to me, you know, it feels more authentic. It's like, they're not faking it, but I wouldn't want somebody to fake it for me. Mm-hmm. Heck, my own bar is not my favorite bar. I, was <laughs> saying, we're not even classy enough. <laughs> I love my bar. Don't get me wrong. And if it wasn't our bar, like if me and Jacob didn't own it, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd come there all the time but sometimes I just want to go somewhere where I don't feel like my staff or you know feeling pressure because I'm sitting right there and I'm not you know because I buy the drinks at my own bar it's not like I'm sitting there drinking for free I ring them up I pay the taxes I do all of that kind of stuff and it feels weird when I do that (laughs) I'd much rather go somewhere else and spend my money um so it's 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 one of those things it's it's I joke about it all the time. I close my bar at midnight because I want to go to true love, <laughs> even though that's not the 100% reason. That's what I tell customers um, because I am at no, true love. No, <laughs> but I, I'm with you on that. Um, I had ran into Carrie and JP a while back, and we, you know, we I was all from the casino because Brian and, and Robert took care of that night. Um, and I ran into them. I'm like, you guys are actually taking, you know, the off time from um, – stay classy tonight and she's like she mentioned to me she's like oh but we sold it i was like yes i know but you guys come and enjoy it now (laughs) you guys aren't in like behind the scenes where you're having to get yourself in there and having to bartend or you know having to get in the dishes um and that's kind of a part of when we're at classy it's great we love it but if we're there something can happen and katie's now bartending and i'm in the kitchen trying to you know sling quesadillas and tacos out the door but if we go somewhere else nobody's calling us to go back there and do it because the guys have it you know exactly and i've heard that from countless business owners um you know one time i was uh we're friends with uh David, who owns Brotherwell, and Brotherwell's a brewery here in Waco, and it's a great local spot. We go all the time. Our friend Eric does Eastside Market there every month. We've done live music events there, and I kind of, like, asked him, well, I haven't seen you at Eastside in a while, and he's like, I love Eastside, but when I go there, I feel such, like, I feel so obligated to work. I don't feel comfortable to sit down and just enjoy a drink with my friends. You know, not only is it the beer I brew, but also like it's busy and I see my staff and then I'm, you know, like, oh, they're, they're a little stressed right now. I should jump back there and help them. Now they're more than capable of handling it. So I'm going to trust them to handle it and I'm going to take the pressure off myself and just not be there during that event. And that makes so much sense to me. And I am feeling more comfortable to do that. um, And which is great. But at the end of the day, that's it. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it is. It really is. I mean, you're looking at it and and it's kind of going back to what you said. Nobody's going to love your business the way you do. So it's hard for us to detach from the business for a moment and go enjoy ourselves and come back. Um, But I still, you know, I enjoy it. At the end of the day, it may be hard work and we're constantly doing so much, but I still enjoy it at the end of the night when we're finishing up and closing. I'm like, all right, we had a good night. 
you know, we did, feels we did good. a good job. It feels good. And I think it's it's honestly being passionate of what, what we chose to do. And even on, on the bad days, on the slow days or whatever, still saying, I still want to keep doing this. For sure. And then maybe there's a time when you're like, maybe you don't. And that's okay, too. That is 100% okay. You know, there's been times with careers or whatever, like where you're like, well, this is great and fulfilling. You know, I used to be in sales and I was really good at sales. I, I know that's probably really shocking to everybody <laughs> how good at sales I was, but it wasn't fulfilling me. And it was while it was monetarily great, I made great money. Um, I was living in New York and all this kind of stuff. At that time, it it just, it. I realized this is not the life for me. And that's okay too. That's not a failure. It's not. You did a career change, um, but you were good at what you were doing, but you decided I need something else. This isn't what I want to do long term. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was working for kind of a small business, you know, it was small in that they were nationwide, but they were small in that the upper management were all family. And I think that might have been a point where I'm like, I want to own a business, you know, I'm never going to move up to those ranks. I kind of pretty much toppled out at where I would have ended because it's a family run business. And so I was like, and this is admirable. I love it. You know, um, they have, a they are making a living for themselves or making a name for themselves. And I said, you know what? Let's go to Texas. <laughs> What's the, is it David Crockett that said that it's like on all the mugs at, uh, at the, uh, the Alamo. It's like, um, uh, you can all go to hell, but I'm going to Texas. <laughs> I did not say that to my previous, uh, uh, bosses. They were very nice, but maybe my brain to New York. I loved New York, but yeah. I was going to say New York is an amazing place too. So, so much love there. Yeah. Well, one more thing I want to say before we take a break is something we touched base on and we talked last night at dinner and things that I was taught in economics class, which I loved economics, um, because I just find economics very fascinating. Fun fact, I almost went and got my master's in economics because I wanted to be an economist. I've changed my mind a lot on my life path. And I'll probably change my mind again. But um, one thing that is a kind of a baseline of economics and the economy is the concept that the price of a, of a thing, of an object, of a service is what people are willing to pay. And so, you know, like your friend said that she raised her prices. If people are willing to pay it, that's the price. And, you know, it's that, and, and that's simple economics. If you have a cost and your time and all of those things are factored in and people are willing to pay it, that is your price. If pe Now, there are always going to be somebody who's like, sorry, you're too expensive. I hear it about my bar all the time. You know, pe not all the time, like where it's like a constant thing every day. But I have had people say, your prices are a little too high for me. And that's okay. And, you know, I can combat it, you know, very nicely and explain, well, I am a downtown venue. I have downtown rent. Um, and also my cocktails are craft cocktails that are not, you know, X, Y, Z. And my my standard liquor that goes in all of them are not plastic bottles, which there's nothing wrong with plastic bottles. I will drink that stuff all the time at a, certain times of the night. But, 
I there's something about a craft cocktail of using a good base liquor and good ingredients and fresh ingredients and all these things. And it is a science experiment that makes this delicious cocktail. It's not two ingredients, you right. know, the mixology of it. You know, you've got to take that into account. And then our bartenders knowing what they're doing and how they do it. So I can definitely see that. And paying them properly, you know. I don't, you know, my bartenders don't make minimum wage. You know, it's it's one of those things where it there's a lot of factors that go into it. And if you think it's too expensive, that's okay. Yeah. But know okay. your worth. Do not lower your prices if people are willing to pay it. And if nobody's paying for it, let's reassess let's the reassess the situation <laughs> but you know if you're not making sales and it might not be your price point it might be your marketing and there's all kinds of different factors involved but know your worth and stick to it and but every once in a while think about where you came from and that is something that you should always you know keep in mind i have a price point for renting out my venue but there's sometimes where there you know you can we can make concessions and yeah. build your case for me and we'll we'll talk about it Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll be right back. All right. Is your time as a business owner being absorbed by ongoing human resources issues and concerns? Are you spending hours recruiting, interviewing, onboarding, training, and struggling to retain good employees? Let the Victory Employer Services give you your time back. My name is Elaine Botheo, CEO and founder of the Victory Employer Services. Let my professional HR team provide one-on-one -on -one HR consultation and services for your business. We will write your job descriptions, oversee your interviewing and hiring processes, help you develop competitive compensation plans, help you stay compliant with employment laws, and much more. We are local here in Waco and we offer our services at reasonable rates. Let the Victory Employer Services offer you peace of mind. Call the Victory Employer Services at 254-715-7554 or visit our website at thevictoryes.com. All right, we're back. And, uh, you know, kind of wanted to do a little bit of a kind of final thoughts uh, part about business ownership. And one thing that, you know, I, I kind of touched base um, during the meetup thing that we had at Startup Waco the other day was that sometimes business ownership can feel lonely. And I'm not trying to say that it's lonely and depressing and all of these kind of things, but sometimes it does feel like you, you're kind of in this on your own or, you know, like luckily I have my husband to, you know, be my partner and my sounding board sometimes to rant. And I have Nancy and, you know, we've had those serious conversations before, you know, about, you know, like, what am I doing and what am I doing wrong and certain things or those kind of things. And that's what's so important is having those people to reach out to. You can always reach out to us, but also your friends, building your network, um, find people who do similar things, um, forums, all kinds of stuff where you can find support. I'm with you on that. I think one of the biggest things we've talked about um, 
and for our businesses is aside from having you know like-minded people networking um it's having like a mastermind situation like i know i can come to you and i can rely on you especially being business owners that we can kind of bounce off ideas or i can give you a crazy idea and you're gonna be like um let's put that in the no bag (laughs) um you know so having somebody that can see kind of your point of view um and and talking to them and, and seeing what their their struggles are and if they would be willing to do it or they could see the concept actually come to fruition so stuff like that Yeah, I've gone to other bar owners, restaurant owners, um, and asked them, like, hey, like, what do you do? How do you do this thing? How much do your blah, blah, blah make? You know, those kind of questions. You know, I asked even things about, like, the POS system that we used. I I basically asked even, honestly, I've asked waiters when we were first opening. I was like, so I see you're using toast, which is who we use. And what do you, how do you like it? What, what, is it easy to use? Is it a lot of functions to it? Do you have any complaints? And asking those kind of questions before you take the plunge in something, um, maybe even it's something for like, what kind of website to use? What kind right. of, do you go to Square? Do you use Apple Pay? I don't, you know, those kind of things are questions that you can ask ahead of time before jumping in. Yeah, trying to making sure making sure that it's user-friendly and, you know, that it's available through a mobile device, not always through a desktop or laptop because people are usually on their phones. So to be able to say, hey, this is kind of what I want to go into. I want to buy it for my business, but how is it done for your business, you know, for your employees? Because you're having to teach people to get on the system to take the orders, to ring people up. So it's, it's always good to kind of do your research. For sure. And don't ever be afraid to ask for help. You know, if you are scared or you don't know something and, you know, I'm the worst person at this. If I am nervous about something or I don't know how to do it or it seems really, really daunting, I shut down sometimes and I don't do it, you know, because it's it, I, I start getting like kind of like almost like panic mode of like what do I do and then I put it off because it's stressful and then next thing you know it's the problem is getting worse and worse and worse and it piles up and then I finally do it and I'm like oh that was easy or the answer's simple or it's at least more simple than I thought or you know there's resources out there to help and so again you know just making sure that you have somebody to talk to um and you know it's we're here. That's why we're doing this. Um, because we do know how hard it is. We know, um, you know, the daunting loneliness that it can sometimes feel, um, even being a business owner and, and Nancy, you can tell me if you agree with this, cause I have a feeling you will. Um, but as a business owner, there are times where, you know, I kind of get jealous of my friends who just have regular nine to five jobs and the freedom and the, the lack of not saying lack of responsibility. We all have responsibilities, but the carefreeness that comes with not owning a business. And I, I sometimes like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) Like, am I a masochist? Why did I choose to do this? And it's, talking to somebody like Nancy or myself or and and getting to have that moment of being like but this is mine this is mine this is something I'm doing this is great this is building a foundation for my future and it's okay to not be a business owner 100% it's not for everybody um but this is for you. You can do it. You absolutely can do it. Yeah. And you have people that will encourage you, that will help you along the way. Um, and a big thing is, to, like you mentioned, reach out. Reach out to someone that you know, that you want. You know, we're always available. We always say slide into the DMs, ask questions, talk to us. Um, well, we're here for you guys. Um, another thing is is knowing as a business owner, business owner to take the time and to be able to, to take care of yourself, too. 
you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for that. I'm always, whenever I'm stressed and I feel like, what if I got too much stress and anxiety? And so I usually always say, all right, I'm going to go take care of myself. It's self-care day. I'm not budging. It's self-care day. So definitely take care of yourself, you know, know your limits and, and when you need a break. Absolutely. Well, on that, we are going to take an episode break because this is the end of our episode. Um, but I'm really, as always, so glad to be here with you, Nancy. So glad to have our listeners and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.